Hello and welcome to The Brain Care Podcast, a practical and impactful series of snappy episodes on how to optimize your mental health and performance so you can reach your full potential. My name is Dan Murray-Serta, and I'm the co-founder at Heights. We make smart supplements and clever content with the world's leading experts to help you take care of your brain so it can take care of you. Hello and welcome to Brain Care Podcast. I'm very excited to say that we've got Dr. Stephen Gundry with us today. Now, if you don't know him already, he is one of the world's top cardiothoracic surgeons and a pioneer in nutrition, as well as the medical director at the International Heart and Lung Institute Center for Restorative Medicine. Quite the tongue twisters, but I managed to get through them. Uh, He's also the author of many New York Times bestselling books um, and seems to be obsessed with paradoxes. Who isn't? We've got the plant paradox, the longevity paradox, and his newly released book, The Energy Paradox, What to Do When Your Get Up and Go Has Got Up and Gone. Wow, that was a hard intro. I love a good challenge in the morning. So thank you, Dr. Gundry, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you uh, for having me. It's great to be here. And it's great to hear an English accent, having lived and trained in London for a year. It's always nice to hear the mother tongue. Oh, well, that's very kind of you. Thank you. I'm, I'm hoping that my dulcet tones keep you entertained throughout. So, um, you know, it's possible that I didn't do a good enough job of, of doing your, your background justice there. Would you give yourself a little introduction in your, in your own words, please? Sure. So I was um, a very famous heart surgeon, professor and chairman of cardiothoracic surgery at Loma Linda University School of Medicine with my partner, Leonard Bailey. We pioneered infant heart transplant 20-odd years ago, I met a man who changed my life, who showed me that you could reverse uh, inoperable coronary artery disease by a diet and a taking a bunch of supplements from a health food store. And it was one of the most amazing things I ever saw. So long story short, I kind of quit my job and started uh, researching how you can use food to reverse disease. And that's what I've been doing ever since. Amazing. So that was your previous career as a cardiologist, correct? Correct. Yeah. Cardiac surgeon and cardiologist. Yeah. Amazing. Okay. So let's focus in this episode on the energy paradox. Can you tell me a little bit about what it's about? What's prompted you to write it? Yeah. It it turns out that if you actually do surveys of uh, complaints of people, uh, about the 60% of people claim their number one problem is lack of energy, tiredness, fatigue, brain fog. And that's actually rather impressive. And it actually goes all the way to millennials. And at least uh, at my tender old age, uh, the idea that a millennial could be tired is uh, certainly not understandable, I guess. If you look at hunter-gatherers like the Hadzas in Tanzania, they don't even have a word for being tired. So it is an epidemic, and I actually set out to explain to people, number one, why they're so tired, and uh, luckily, number two, what you can do about it. So, I mean, you talk in the book about uh, chronic low energy, right? So can you talk to us a little bit about that? What is chronic low energy and what are the warning signs and symptoms? Great question. Uh, I think the best example I can use is to go back to the Hansas that I just mentioned. There was a Duke University study a few years ago that uh, had a hypothesis that you could look at the energy expenditure of the Hadzas 
and a you know traditional hunter-gatherer tribe, and uh, who walk oh eight to ten miles every day. They're thin, they're lean, they're healthy. Uh, they have a diverse microbiome, and compare them to sedentary desk workers uh, here in the West. And the hypothesis was that the Hansas actually were thin and lean and healthy because they had uh, a pretty impressive energy expenditure, and they were using up all their calories, and that's why they looked the way they did. And lo and behold, when they looked at the energy expenditure, the desk workers were expending just as much energy as these Hansas who were working, walking eight to 10 miles a day. And that makes absolutely no sense. Uh, but when you have a medical hypothesis that doesn't come out, uh, sometimes you kind of fudge and say, well, of course, that makes sense because all of us uh, have the same amount of energy expenditure and it's fixed. And even though you're sitting at a desk, you'll burn the same amount of calories and that makes no sense. It didn't survive my sniff test. So uh, I look at inflammatory markers in all my patients. And lo and behold, the average Westerner has multiple markers of inflammation that, in fact, the Hadzas do not have. And inflammation actually costs huge amounts of energy. Our immune system uh, requires huge amounts of fuel to, uh, if you will, send troops into battle. And what was happening with these desk workers, and as I've documented in my patient populations, is that the amount of energy used to produce inflammation sucks energy from our muscles, from our brain. And that's why, quite frankly, most of us are so tired. Now, where does that inflammation come from? Hippocrates, 2,500 years ago, said all disease begins in the gut. And doggone it, he was right. He didn't have our sophisticated tools that we have now. But thanks to uh, Dr. Fasano's work, who's now at Harvard, and others, including mine, we now know that Hippocrates was right. But to paraphrase Hippocrates, all disease begins in a leaky gut. And People are beginning to hear about leaky gut. It's uh, officially called intestinal permeability. And simplistically, most of us, uh, the wall of our gut, which should keep mischief out of us, uh, bacteria, pieces of food, undigested food, my favorite subject, lectins, which are plant proteins, they leak through the wall of our gut. And our immune system, 80% of all of our white blood cells line our gut. And they're there because that's where mischief comes through. And there is literally an ongoing battle, 24 hours a day, 365 days a, a year, between what comes through our leaky gut and our immune system. And that's where chronic inflammation comes from. You talk as well about the three L's of chronic inflammation, right? Do you want to give us some uh, some detail on that? Sure. So, uh, of course, uh, number one is, is leaky gut. Number two, one of the major causes of leaky gut are these plant proteins called lectins. Now, um, I've been writing about this for a number of years. I suppose it's controversial, but 
plants do not like us. Uh, they were here first. Uh, they do not want to be eaten. They do not want their babies eaten, seeds. And they can't run. So they use chemical and biologic warfare to make their predators think twice about eating them. And that one of their main weapons are these proteins that are called sticky proteins that are lectins, which Dr. Fasano and others have proven actually are the cause of leaky gut, breaking the intestinal barrier. And if you think about it, uh, if you have leaky gut and if you produce inflammation because of that, inflammation makes you feel lousy. And a predator that feels lousy hopefully is smart enough to say, you know, every time I eat this particular plant or plant food, I don't feel well and I think I will go eat something else. The plant wins, the animal wins, and everybody's happy. Unfortunately, as you and I both know, we humans are incredibly stupid. And when we eat things that make us feel tired or awful, uh, we keep eating them and drink coffee and take various painkillers and just keep going about our business. The third thing that's equally important, bacteria, we have trillions, hundreds of trillions of bacteria in our gut, our microbiome. And a number of these bacteria, particularly that like saturated fats as a food, they die, they grow and die. And the walls of these bacteria have a compound called lipopolysaccharides, LPSs. Now, easy way to remember LPSs are little pieces of shit because that's actually what they are. They are pieces of fecal material. And these LPSs can actually ride, literally ride on saturated fats and get through the wall of our gut. And when they get through the wall of our gut, our immune system says, oh my gosh, there are pieces of bacteria, living pieces of bacteria in us, and we have to attack with you know, a vengeance. In fact, we can take LPSs, which are not living bacteria, but they are pieces of bacteria, and inject them into human volunteers. And human volunteers will develop septic shock as if the living bacteria were in them. Uh, in fact, uh, the famous Iceman, Wim Hof, has shown that he can survive having LPSs injected in him and sit there as if nothing happened by breathing techniques. So they're actually really important. And every day, particularly when we eat saturated fats, they're getting into us and activating our immune system. What do you think of then modern and current diets? Because some of your thinking around plants and plant-based foods is actually relatively counterculture and controversial at the moment, particularly for saying this. So what is your sort of work around? How do you sort of square the desire to eat more with environmental consciousness in mind, but perhaps not necessarily destroying your gut? Is there some magical way of getting the best of both worlds? Yeah, what's your overall point of view here? People think I'm anti-plant. I'm not at all. I'm a confirmed plant predator. 
But you have to know who your friends are in the plant kingdom, and you have to know who your enemies are. And the good news is you can actually defuse most of the mischiefness in plants by actually traditional techniques. Um, fermenting foods is actually a ancient cultural technique of defusing plant lectins. Uh, even the Incas did not eat quinoa just cooked. They actually fermented their quinoa. They let it rot, and then they cooked it. And unfortunately, it's not on the package directions, and that gets rid of the lectins in quinoa. Uh, it turns out fermenting grains actually gets rid of the lectins in quinoa. Fermenting beans, the tradition of soaking beans multiple days and changing the water actually starts a fermentation process in beans that defuses the lectins. So if we would just learn what our ancestors did 500 years ago, we'd probably be just fine. Now, the good news is pressure cooking destroys all lectins except the lectins in wheat, rye, oats, and barley, which gluten, by the way, is a lectin. And so throughout my book show, hey, I don't want you to necessarily avoid these plants, but I want you to diffuse them. And here's the tricks. Got it. So I wanted to ask, you know, what about energy boosting? So do you have energy boosting supplements and foods that you recommend to people? Well, interestingly enough, one of the best ways to boost your energy is to reduce the number of hours that you actually consume food during the day. And whether you call it intermittent fasting, time-controlled eating, it's one of the paradoxical ways to boost your energy. In other words, the less energy-producing foods you eat, the more energy you actually create. And what a paradox that is. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So that's your, what, your number one tip, I guess, to, to leave people with. Yeah. And uh, in the book, The Energy Paradox, we teach people how to do it slowly and easily so it's something that they can adopt without falling off a cliff like most people try. Amazing. Awesome. Okay, so Dr. Gundry, thank you so much. You're going to be back on our next episode to talk to us about some of the, some more detail on the hidden dangers in healthy foods that can cause disease and weight gain. And we'll be talking a little bit more about the plant paradox that you've just discussed there. So thank you so much for your time. I appreciate being with you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brain Care Podcast. Don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and follow us at your heights on Instagram and Twitter for daily doses of brain care. If you want to know more about how healthy your brain is, you can head to yourheights.com forward slash brain health to get your free score from one to a hundred. See you next time. <laughs>